Oh, wow. You actually came back. What, you didn't get enough guilty pleasure movies the last time? Well, I appreciate it. This is episode two, also part two, of my conversation with Sean Daly, my colleague at ABC Action News, who at one point in his broadcasting career used to be a critic. And we're going to continue on with those movies that, you know, you have to stand up for. We really dive deep here. We talk a lot about not just the movies we pick, but also we go in depth with some actors, how we feel about them, their careers. And then we also set the stage for the next time that he and I are going to sit down and what we're going to do. Listen, I want to hear from you out there. So find me on social media. Just look up my name, James Tully. There aren't many of us. T is in Tom, U-L-L-Y. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm all over the place. And send me your suggestions. I would love to hear from you. Okay, music is going, and we're going back to Sean. Our next one is Breakdown. Oh, yeah. It's a 1997 American thriller directed and co-written by Jonathan Mostow. Stars Kurt Russell, J.T. Walsh, and Kathleen Quinlan, and the film was uh, released on May second, nineteen ninety-seven. It is the final film featuring Walsh to be released in his lifetime. He was so good. He was great. So J.T. Walsh plays the bad guy. Um, I don't know. Is there, what do you want? You want to say anything about J.T. Walsh so as as a character actor? I think he maybe his his most famous. Uh, scene was in Sling Blade with Billy Bob Ooh. Thornton. So J.T. Walsh is so good at his job as an as this character actor that you got the feeling that he really was a creep in real life. Yes, you know yeah. J.T. Walsh and some and some actors and actresses are, are are like this. They're so incredibly good, but Walsh is so good at being a bad dude. Yeah. you know oh, yeah. that I don't think I'd want to meet him, but he was great. I love him. But you know what? Just do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to know the plot, like a plot summary yeah, here people, of this? Because I think out of a lot of our movies, uh, some people might need a little bit of a reminder of this one, even though it's great. Well, so this movie, I don't think anybody knows about. <laughs> and it's a shame because it was really, really good. On their cross-country drive, a married couple, Kurt Ru Jeff, Kurt Russell, and Amy Taylor, played by Kathleen Quinlan, experienced car trouble after an accident. Stranded in a New Mexico desert, the two catch a break when a passing truck driver, Red Barr, played by J.T. Walsh, offers to drive Amy to a nearby cafe for help. Meanwhile, Jeff is able to fix the car, make his way to the cafe, only to find his wife missing, and Barr claiming ignorance. He doesn't know anything about it. Jeff then begins a frenzied search for his wife, Amy. That's the movie. That's it. it it's, is, it's about 88 minutes long. It, it doesn't short. mess around. Um, it gets right down to it. It was a, uh, I can put it this way, guilty pleasure for me because it's so simple, yet it works. Uh, Richard Harrington of the Washington Post, didn't, they didn't, he didn't have stars, but this I sounds... Friend, I was friends with Richard Harrington. You know him? Yeah, I was uh, at the Washington Post. I was the music critic for like oh, a cup of coffee for Great. about a year. So he didn't do stars with his reviews, but he gave it, it sounds like a two and a half star review. Yeah. The title of it is pretty good. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. So um, the thing about Breakdown is there is, and I think I, I speak for a lot of the movies that we're talking about today, there is a sense of realness and gravitas, mm -hmm. and there is something there. Mm -hmm. Maybe the rest of the movie is flawed, but the inherent tension of Breakdown is almost too much sometimes. Like It's very much a white-knuckle You are hyper-focused on Kurt Russell, who is in a place he doesn't know, searching for his wife where he has no clue where she could possibly be. 
and I'm not going to spoil it. I will tell you it's worth the ride because it won't take up much time in your life. We're talking, again, a 90-minute movie, Tops. And it was something where, what can I say? I mean, you're, you're talking about the simplicity of suspense where you don't, there's no CGI, there's no special effects, you don't need it. You can just build this and this, this growing, gripping tension of, well, where could she possibly be? And right. there's little gold coins dropped in this movie that keep, is just keep, enough to keep, keep your attention. You. Yeah, 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 okay, well, right. maybe she's here. Well, he knows something. J.T. Walsh is great as the bad guy because he's a very convincing... God, he's so disturbing. He's convincing so as, a, as a really bad disturbing. guy. And I told you the one scene that stuck with me, again, talking about actor choices, things that stick with you. That scene where he flags him down after his wife is gone, he finds the trucker that gave his wife the ride, J.T. Walsh, and he's talking to him, and there's a police officer involved. He's like, sir, I'm telling you, this man took my wife on a ride, and J.T. Walsh's like, officer, I've never seen this man before in my life. And Kurt Russell just looks at him, he's like, what are you doing? Look, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've never seen you before in my life. What are you doing? Amy? Amy, are you in there? What are you doing? You love that. And I love that. So Kurt Russell, you and I are Kurt Russell guys. Big time. You know? Um, because we talked about how he, he did he did everything. I mean, he, he really, like every, every yeah. different type of role. He can be action star. So I'm a big John Carpenter fan. I didn't put any John Carpenter movies. You know, of course he did Halloween and, you know. Yes. Yeah. But uh, he worked with Kurt Russell on... I should have put Escape from New York on my list. <laughs> Maybe I should change it, but he's Snake Plissken. I just, and I just, I just watched Escape that recently. Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in the remake of The Thing, which is talk about building tension. I mean, mm -hmm. great, you know? Yeah, great. But Kurt Russell, like, where does he fit? He's never won an Oscar. Nope. As far as I can remember. Never been nominated. Never been nominated. Never won an Oscar. Like, where does Kurt Russell fit? But I grew up with Kurt Russell. He's probably a little older than me, but like, all those Disney movies in the late 60s and 70s when Disney started doing the live-action kid movies, you know? The computer wore tennis shoes. I mean, this guy's career is unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. He Never seems want, humble. He, he seems really humble. You've got one Golden Globe nomination, and it was a supporting role in Silkwood. 1983, a movie I've never seen. Yeah, I've never so seen that. So, I've never seen that. Cher and Meryl Streep. I, so... Here's a guy that, um, you know, bring it full circle, talking about Mel Gibson, a guy that can carry a movie on his back. See, I put Kurt Russell in that category. I mean, if we were to make an analogy to, like, you know, the guys you want hitting in the middle of your lineup in a baseball lineup, Kurt Russell's a, a number three or number four hitter for me. I mean, he's I mean a, Kurt I, Russell, he's a handsome guy, yeah. but he's not like... Well, I mean, maybe someone would say, or, or you know, a man would say he was overly handsome, but uh, he's just like an interesting actor. Well, I know they say it about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, am I right, though? I mean, he's it, maybe not anymore in his career, but in the prime of his career, he's a he's a guy that absolutely can carry a movie. Oh, he, yeah. He can carry this one. Oh, yeah. I, I would recommend Breakdown if somebody wants, if you're like, you know, I want to watch a suspenseful movie tonight. <clears throat> If you haven't seen Snake Plissken, if you haven't seen Escape from New York, or The Thing is really gruesome, uh, but The Thing is just a great movie with Keith, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Keith at the end? Keith David, the actor, the African-American oh, actor. Oh, he's great, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's guy. good too. I, want, I almost put They Live on there with Rowdy should've. Rowdy Piper and, and uh, I want. I have some trivia, but I really, real quick, uh, Walsh died of a heart attack uh, less than a year after this movie was released. Wow. He was only 54 years old. Wow, I gotta be honest, I thought he was... Older than he that. wasn't. Uh, Jack Nicholson dedicated his Academy Award for as good as it gets to, 
to Walsh's memory. Oh, because yeah, Walsh is in A Few Good Men. And Hoffa. Writer-director Jonathan Mostow for Breakdown got the idea for the film while driving through Las Vegas with his wife, which begs the question, what kind of drive <laughs> did you have with your wife? Uh, Dennis Quaid, Bruce Willis, Ed Harris, Mel Gibson, and Richard Gere were all considered for Kurt Russell's role in this movie. Wow. I don't know what I kind of... I want to go back and watch it now. I don't know what kind of movie this would have been with any of those guys. I think Kurt Russell was perfect. The uh, good scenes for me, real quickly, I think I told you this on the phone. There was a scene where, uh, it's a bit of a spoiler, so if you're going to watch this, don't listen to the next thing I say. He sees his wife being taken, towards the end of the movie, he sees, for the first time, his wife being taken out of the bottom of a truck, and she's in a body bag, and she doesn't move for like a whole solid minute, and the camera focuses on Kurt Russell's eyes, and this intense look he gives that turns into this sorrow, this grief, in, in a probably 15 to 20 second duration where the camera stays on him and you watch his eyes change where he's like oh my god she's dead great scene uh, well chance. well shot um and obviously i told you the scene with jt walsh what are you doing what are you and i think doing? that get, getting to like the whole topic today with these guilty pleasures is they have those scenes mm -hmm. right that mm -hmm. are so incredibly good it doesn't get the, it doesn't get the credit fruitful. it deserves to me right and the rest of the the, 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 the edges might crack a bit but you have these scenes yes. that, that you wait for when you're watching yes and and like some of my movies coming up are based on um on these scenes that i absolutely i can't get enough of um all right you ready for another the one floor is yours and, and we don't have to belabor this one but the the end of this movie it's a road trip at the end of this movie is so good. As long and as it's, it's not the movie road trip. No, it's not. Okay. Um, I'm a big Cameron Crowe fan. Me too. Grew up with Cameron Crowe. Of course, he wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Say Anything. A lot of his movies are classics. Yeah. But after, I think, the movie after Jerry Maguire, which I watched last night, and Jerry Maguire is not a guilty pleasure because that it, it was a is a Academy classic Award. and Academy Award yeah. winner. Mm -hmm. But the movie was called Elizabethtown. Have you ever seen Elizabethtown with Orlando Bloom? Okay, I haven't, but I've heard about it. And so, I've heard good things, actually. And Kirsten Dunst. And Orlando Bloom is a uh, young man, probably late 20s, uh, 30s uh, down on his luck there's a funny cameo by Alec Baldwin but basically he's a corporate guy he makes a huge mistake I think it's a running shoes they become a, you know a laughing stock and he goes back home to uh, Kentucky to be with his family because I think I believe his dad mm -hmm. I believe it's his dad has died and so it's this really it's almost like Cameron Crowe loves these uh, portrait movies he of does these uh, uh, male characters in crisis right yeah I think every movie as he's Orlando done. Bloom, who does a really great job of comedic, but it's also a dark movie. He's flying home. Sure. Kirsten Dunst is a, a flight attendant on his plane, and she's very forward, and she likes him, and she can tell he's running from emotions and commitment and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Well, at the very end of the movie, um, she's like, "I, I, I, I want to do something for you," because he's about to, he's about to leave, and she's like, "I've made something for you." And it is so Cameron Crowe. It is the ultimate Cameron Crowe gesture. And I love Almost Famous, and I love all these movies. But Elizabethtown, there's a 20-minute scene at the end. And Tully, you are going to flip for this. Go ahead. She sends him on a road trip of America. And she sings it to music. You know, Cameron Crowe loves music. He got his start as a yeah. you know, music writer for Rolling Stone, you know, when he was like you know, at 1314, the premise of Almost Famous. Mm -hmm. This road trip scene, I can tell I haven't sold you on it yet. You, you, could, you could probably YouTube it tonight. 
Look up Elizabethtown road trip scene. The route of Claire's map, with accompanying music and detailed instructions, would take 42 hours and 11 minutes. Turn on ignition. It's about 20 minutes of him driving through. He goes through Memphis, and she kind of narrates it. And so he follows this map, and, he, and Orlando Bloom rides it on his own. And it's a very lovely gesture. I don't want to give away what is at the end of the road trip because it's kind of like the end of the movie, and it's very sweet. But he goes to you know Memphis, and he goes to all these just amazing places in America, and all these different soundtracks play. And you can tell Cameron Crowe basically – Frame the whole movie around this little kind of road trip that she did. Anyway, Elizabethtown, not a perfect movie, um, but just that scene, the road trip scene at the end of Elizabethtown slays me. Slays me every time to the point of I'm welling up. I'm it, welling up, It, it fits Tully. the criteria for a guilty pleasure with a 6.4 on IMDb. <laughs> Don't hit me with that which 6. is Which is, not, which is not, a, not a great dude, score. You are going to text me and you're going to be like, dude, I just... Okay. Saw the road trip scene. Um, it's for so the, lovely. For the people at home, Elizabethtown is streaming. Let me uh, let me do this oh, yeah, real this quick. Is great. Yeah. Are you a Cameron Crow guy? I am. Yeah, for sure. If you have the the free service Sony Crackle, yeah. you can watch it on there. Oh, Elizabethtown. Yeah, Elizabethtown. There'll be uh, ads, but, I think it, it's but like if a you two, want, if you have Crackle, you can you can watch it. On I Crackle. gotta be honest. I think it's like a two and a half hour movie. You okay. Know, and it's not peak. Uh, if you haven't seen Almost Famous. <laughs> If you haven't seen Say Anything, which I can't believe anyone out there who hasn't seen it, you know those are the the Cameron Crowe classics, Jerry Maguire, mm -hmm. but Elizabethtown, that scene, check it out. You've got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Come on, will you stop hitting me with that? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just, uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I have my last one. You want, want me to go through it? This is a weird one to end think, on. I don't think you've done. Have you done five yet? I have. Is this, this is your it. fifth? This is it. I don't know what I'm going to pick Are you off. Are you ready for my last one? I don't know. By the way, I've had you, a lot of romantic comedies. You I have. I think we need to have, I think my <laughs> you love have. life is Yeah, it, 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 maybe. <laughs> I've always joked, like, whenever I've said something uh, to, you know, a girlfriend or something that's a little too melodramatic, I'm like, I've watched way too many PG-13 <laughs> rom-coms. Oh, yeah. Because I'm totally having it in my thing. Dusty's funny. been a really well-behaved dog Dusty, this whole time. Dusty, you've been amazing. He's, I'm really glad he's in here with he us. He has calmed me. He's centered me. And I brought this up to you when we were talking on the phone. A couple of things before we get into my last one. We had made a couple of really interesting points when we were talking yesterday about how I was watching some early 80s movies. I watched Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman, which yes, is a top... Yes, talked was, about that, yeah. And I... And that was your first time seeing it, right? It was my first time seeing oh, it. And you, you, even, you even brought up Beverly Hills Cop, which is around the same time. The contrast in movies made in the early 80s to early to mid 90s is so stark. I mean, it's so dramatically different when you go from decade that decade to the next one. Yeah, we about but this. if you go from like 95 all the way to 2005, 2015, I don't see that big of a difference in terms of pacing, in terms of score, music, the way, the, the way the movie sounds, the way it presents itself. It's just interesting to me how 80s to 90s, this just really dramatic jump in the way things were produced. You know, my theory was that movies uh, breathed a little bit more. Maybe. Uh, in, you in the earned, they, they made you, they, you earned moments. I made in, that in compare, I, I said that in Tootsie, if Tootsie had been made in, well, <laughs> you know, 2000, yeah. that he's in drag by the five minute mark. Mm -hmm. But I think it's 20 minutes in Tootsie that it takes a while of, 
and not every scene is really kind of breathes a bit, right? It, it makes you earn the moments. Yeah. There are moments in there that are earned because of what you experience and what you watched yeah, and sat out. through. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I want to hit get, me with. I'm excited. We go to 2003, which is interesting because all my movies take place. All my guilty pleasures are between the years 1995 and 2003, which is it, I think to me it's like all there. And I don't know if it's just so a time how, in my how life. How old were you then? Well, uh, I would have been 12 years old in the in the 1996, 97, and then up to 2003, I'm I'm almost graduating high school. So there Your you go. Salad days. Yeah, I, I mean that's just maybe I was more love, impressionable. First love. Yeah, first Probably love. Probably lost your virginity. Oh God. <laughs> so we go to 2003 for the slasher film Wrong Turn. Let me let me go into my Rolodex. Have I? Would you like the plot summary yes. provided by Wikipedia? Yes. Friends Jesse, played by Eliza Dushku, and Carly, played by Emmanuel Shakiri. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, she was on um, Entourage. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, she is. Both those girls are very hot. <laughs> they are yeah. traveling with pals Scott and Evan, who are uh, Jeremy Long? Jeremy Sisto and Kevin Zegers. Oh no. Okay. okay. When they have car trouble in West Virginia, moments later, motorist Chris, Desmond Harrington, from the show Dexter, maybe you've watched Dexter, crashes into their disabled vehicle. Stranded, the friends discover they're being stalked by a horde of backwoods cannibals. The woodsmen are hungry and fierce, and they'll be eating well unless Jesse and pals can outsmart them. Wrong turn, 2003. Elijah Dushku is the only one who makes them. Predicting. (laughs) You can't tell. We don't want to ruin it for people. Won't won't give you that I answer. Not, I'm not going to give you that pleasure. You know what? I've been so good today. I've seen everything. But you haven't you seen haven't. Wrong Turn, huh? And here's the thing: I love horror movies. So can if, my kids watch this? Uh, 16 and 12. Can they watch it with me? This is your parenting. Maybe no, maybe with a blindfold a, on. I mean, oh, really? is I I don't scary? know. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty scary. Uh, I can tell you the promotion for this film was minimal due to the. Motion Picture Association of America deeming the majority of TV spots and trailers too intense for viewers. Even the commercials that were aired were heavily trimmed. During one of the last scenes in the movie, Elijah Dusku actually set actor Julian Richings, who played one of the cannibals on fire by mistake. So there's that. I love your trivia. Uh, The cannibals had names. Uh, Sawtooth, One Eye, and Three Fingers. <laughs> uh, they were not named in the movie, but in the credits they had names, which is always interesting to me. Um, so, Cat and Mouse Game keeps you on your toes, well shot, holds your attention throughout, uh, enough memorable death scenes for the rewatchability. Uh, I, it's great. Whenever, this, whenever I come across this movie, I'm always putting it on because it is one of those where I've, wa- I've seen it enough times personally to be like, okay, that scene's coming up, so I'm going to hang on until... The scene in the in the um, in the playhouse. There's like a little uh, scene where they find this old kid's, you know, what's it called, treehouse, and they have to hide in there while the cannibals are below, and they start to set the tree on fire to smoke them out. I'm like, I'm gonna hang on till the end of that scene. Forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the lowest score of any movie I've presented you today. Um, I gotta say, man, I just one of those movies where I I when it's on, I I, I clip I, I click to it. Wrong turn. Can you wrong tell turn. me where I can watch Wrong Turn? Yeah, I can absolutely. What if uh, it's on Netflix? Uh, wrong turn. I'm so excited about this. I love horror movies. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it with my kids, and if they're <laughs> scarred, I, I'm blaming you. Yeah, if you have Cinemax, uh, Cinemax Go, Max Go, it's a, you you can watch it on there. You can rent it from Amazon Prime, Google Play. 
Wow, so. wrong turn. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, wrong turn. I, I got to say, um, holds up. Definitely holds up. A great teen horror movie that's not overly cheesy. And again, you've got, how can you deny the cannibals with the names Sawtooth, One Eye, and Three Fingers? By the way, the pickup truck they drove in the movie was a 1948 Dodge B-Series. <laughs> I love it. So All that's right. my last one, Sean. That's, that's, that's the so five I picked. So here's my thing. I have a lot of movies on here <laughs> that I don't know which one I should go with. And I'm going to read some of the ones that I'm not going to go with. Another uh, brand new movie. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen? I'm not, this is not my entry. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to ding me for the movie I picked. Yeah. You might say is a little too much, was highly revered, but it's Go ahead. one Go of my ahead. favorite movies ever. I'm not going to tell you it yet. So I was going to bring up Long Shot with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. which is brand new. Okay. Um, he plays, uh, she's running for president and he plays her speechwriter. Yep. And Just uh, it. it has a very extremely R-rated punchline at the end. Sure does. I mean, <laughs> oh, you've seen it? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. What'd you think? Um, okay. I loved it. Again, with me and the romantic comedies. It's okay. But that's not my choice. All right. Tom Hanks is in the news a lot lately. He is. And he has a scene in a movie called The Money Pit mm-hmm. where he breaks it with Shelley Long and they buy a house, a dilapidated house that, you know, uh, things uh, fall apart to comic, uh, you know predicaments and he has a scene in there where his tub falls through the floor <laughs> and tom hanks ha- he laughs for about two minutes yeah if you can get a, a clip of that i don't think that can hurt us anymore Not a perfect movie, but that's not my choice. Okay. I was going to pick Up in the Air with George Clooney, which I will watch every time it's on, mm-hmm. where he plays a lonely man looking for something up in the air as he travels all over. I would argue another romantic comedy. To add another romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, and I'll put some of my others on a, on a list when we uh, we do this. And you can ding me on this if you want. I, and if you, you, you say it's I too might. much, I'll pick another movie. Go ahead. Will you allow, as my final entry... Lost in Translation. I will. With Bill Murray I will. and Scarlett Johansson. Okay. I will. All right. Uh, if I if, can stay awake. If you hadn't, if you hadn't uh, uh, I'm sorry. That, if I can I, stay awake. Because I, I tried, and that movie to me is... I'm going to prove there, it to There are slow burns, and then there are... Well, I'm going to... You know what? This is off the set with James Tully. Would you rather we talk about The Abyss by James Cameron? Let's go to let's go to Lost in Translation. <laughs> All right. I mean, I I, I can I, think the, the Abyss or True Lies. The Abyss is the Abyss is. Oh, you have True Lies on there. Oh, you want to do? Oh, oh, someone got you want to do True Lies instead? I, yeah, let's do True Lies. I, right. I, let's do True Lies. All right, yeah. everybody, Lost in Translation. Check it out. Bill Murray, older man. Remember, I'm an older man. I dated a much younger woman at one point in my life. Let me just say that this appeals about, to me. Lost in Translation. That's fine. I for a movie that's about an hour and forty minutes long because I'm looking at it right now. Slow. No, it's fantastic. Oh, 
Fantastic. So slow. Sophia Coppola. All right, let's talk about what we do. We're doing True Lies. Yeah. Okay, so James Cameron. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a James Cameron know. fan. True Lies is, gosh, you know, I watched it again the other day, and the action sequences are great. It's yeah. a little. In this day and age, I don't know if it would fly. I love it. I love it. I'm, I love you picked this movement. one. Well, our, first first off, with True Lies, I would argue. Why don't it's, you explain? Do you want to look it up and, and, and read to Do the you people? want the plot summary? Uh, I brought, can tell what brought it is. To you by, Basically, uh, Schwarzenegger is a, a, a secret agent. You would call him as a CIA, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and he lies to his family. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got you. I think Eliza, uh, Dush- me, I think me, Eliza Dushko is the daughter. She is. Full circle. <laughs> uh, secretly a spy, but thought by his family to be a dull salesman, Harry Tasker, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is tracking down nuclear missiles in the possession of Islamic jihadist Aziz, Art Malik. Harry's mission is complicated when he realizes his neglected wife, Helen, Jamie Lee Curtis, very good, is contemplating an affair with Simon, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton makes every movie he's in better, by the oh, way. That, oh, sorry. Yeah. A used sales car, a used car salesman, Bill Paxton, Paxton, who claims he's a spy. When Aziz kidnaps Harry and Helen, the secret agent must save the world and patch up his marriage at the same time. But, True Lies, 1994. And who are you leaving out as the sidekick, the buddy? Uh, well, I'm leaving out somebody <laughs> who, this is his only, only good movie he's ever appeared in. And he's great in it. He's very, very good. Go Tom ahead. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Uh, the former Mr. Roseanne uh, yeah, yeah. bar, Mr. I guess. Yeah. I guess, right? I love every now and then Tom Arnold would be like, when's that True Lies sequel? <laughs> he's begging Cameron, please. He's fu- he's, he's really funny. So though. this was James Cameron, who, of course, did Terminator right. and uh, The Abyss, which is going to be on my, my I think for um, I think first off, Avatar. Could this be Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movie? Like, I mean, if you talk in terms of quality of movie, Quality of movie. Could you give me a better movie Schwarzenegger was in that is a, of better quality? There are the guilty pleasure Schwarzenegger movies, but, I mean, is, is there one that's better? You know, I looked up... Um, I'll answer that in a sec. I looked okay. up uh, guilty pleasure movies last night just messing around. I did, too. And uh, <laughs> Commando was on a lot of them. Yeah. Who plays his daughter? In Commando? Oh. See if you can pull that. I just watched it, too. Um, oh, no, you can't cheat. I, I did. I just I just watched Commando. Uh, man. It, well, it's somebody who obviously went on to have a career. Uh, who's the boss? That's your... Uh, uh, that's your, your uh, oh, Alyssa Milano. It is Alyssa Milano. Is it really? In Commando. Remember that contrived montage at the beginning where they oh, have the to make logs? it... When he's like... The logs and the ice cream. Remember, she yeah. puts like ice cream on his face just oh, to like show he's a caring God. dad. Oh, it's I so just bad. Remember, the body count in Commando is so high. <laughs> oh, everybody. That everybody goes down. Where he's like running through, oh, he he's mows like, down everybody. He's hacking off arms. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so True Lies is Schwarzenegger's yeah. best movie. Can wow. you can you name a better movie quality-wise? No, well, that's kind of putting my guilty pleasure thing on the... Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, is there a, is, is there a what about better... T- what about T2? That would be the only one. What's that would be the only one. I mean, T2 is, I mean, we could say. Another James Cameron. If you wanted to, yeah, yeah. If you want to go with like the best action movies ever made, T2's on my list, okay? It's, it's, it's absolutely on my list. And if you don't believe me, go watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> 1992, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2020. That truck, that truck scene. Uh, amazing. Right. Uh, but was his performance in it worthy of like saying, well, this is the best Arnold movie? I don't know. I would say True Lies probably has the edge because he 
He pulls it off. He's convincing. He's not, really, not, he's likable. Not, not jingle all the way or kindergarten cop. Just missed it. Misses it by Just, a nose. But anyway, so True Lies is James Cameron, who you don't think of as a normally funny dude, doing, mm. again, another a romantic comedy. comedy. Doing, you could say it's a romantic. Oh, what is man. it with me? You've Tell swept me. it. You've, <laughs> you, you've swept it. You, no, you've done the, the rom-com a, sweep today. I almost tried to hit you with Lost in Translation. Too. A rom-com sweep today. Sean um, Daly. Con Air is not a uh, romantic comedy. No, that's and, the only one. Uh, so True Lies, anyway, is just so much fun. It's just a tremendous amount of fun. Mm -hmm. It has eight endings where it keeps going more and more <laughs> yeah, and more. The effects hold up. I watched it the other night. Mm -hmm. um, again, in the, the, this day and age, at the end, you see, there's a scene, if you haven't seen it, where they basically blow up a bridge heading to Key West. And yeah. I believe that... They truly, Cameron found a bridge that they were destroying. And he convinced them to let me blow it up for this scene. Let me blow it up for that. And I think that bridge was really blown <laughs> up. And Cameron, you know, you hear these stories. You know, The Abyss, which I love too. And The Abyss, there's a great scene at the end with Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Did I butcher her name there again? Uh, yeah, anyway, I think you, I think but you they, uh, anyone who works with James Cameron is like, yeah, he almost killed me. Right. You know, he almost like he's always dealing with water and stuff. I've like heard that. about I've heard this. It's a great scene at the end where uh they they're captured. Um yes. uh Jamie Lee Curtis finds out that her husband Harry is a spy, and so Jamie Lee Curtis and, and Schwarzenegger are trapped great, this in is this a little room. It's a great scene. A great scene. And he gets truth serum injected. Mm -hmm. And she says it's a I mean, Schwarzenegger is so funny. And she's like, Are we gonna die? And he's like Yep. <laughs> the way he says it. Sodium Amador was a matter truth agent. It makes you tell the truth? Mm-hmm. Is it working? Ask me questions that I normally would like to. Are we going to die? Yep. I'd say it's working. You got anything else? What was else? What do you got on your list that didn't make it? Uh, well, I think that's about. I think that's about it. I threw a, a three or four on there. Um, I have. You know, I I should have picked up. You know, what's on here. Go ahead. <laughs> Is Signs M Night Shyamalan another oh, Mel I'm Gibson so movie? I'm so glad you brought you mentioned that one. You hate Signs? No, I love Signs. Oh my god, that's another one where I I've got a great story about Signs for, for you. Well, you know because uh, you, the, the Pennsylvania did you like? Yeah, Bucks County. I mean, it's it's it captures that for sure. Signs. Uh, if anybody out there who hasn't seen it, oh. you're talking about Ooh. a movie about crop circles and the appearance of aliens and i i will tell you what a bit hitchcockian yeah um, hiding the oh yeah appearance of the aliens till the very end of the movie you do see them in some weird zapruder type film like some amateur video so With joaquin I, phoenix doing kind of a comedic role i've got to send this to my friend ashley so ashley moore was a was a i went to high school with her she's a really good friend of mine uh, all the way back then we went to go see it in theaters. She had flip-flops on. And the first time you see the aliens are through this amateur video, and it, like, creepily walks between two buildings, and you see it. She screamed, and her legs um, just... She just shot her legs up in the seat, and her flip-flop went flying and literally hit some guy who was sitting towards the front of the theater in the back of the head with a flip-flop. So I had to run down and get the flip-flop and bring it back to her. Did you apologize to him? Yeah, of course I did. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But, but everyone was locked into that movie in the theater because it, it, again... It it made you it made it earned its dramatic moments because it was a it was very slow it it was a slow burn it built to it 
This is uh, I say this line all the time when I talk to people about the first 45 minutes of Signs is one of the great tutorials in tension building. It is so, so and it's a slow burn. But you know what? I love your turn. You said with the gold coins yep. because it gives you enough to keep you going. You know? I liked, I liked and that. And then Shyamalan, who ultimately I like. I think he's a fascinating guy because he's had some real dogs, right? He has, but he's also, he's, also, he's also done some really good stuff. Oh, he's amazing. And the way he frames scenes and shoots scenes, is I'm always impressed by. There's a scene in Unbreakable when Bruce Willis is finding out that he's basically super heroic. Yeah. At the hospital, it's panning back. You see this bloody body before mm-hmm. him. Signs is so... And I'll watch it. And then the end, there's a little bit of clunky stuff. He really starts unloading the twist and stuff like that um swing away but swing again, away, signs i'm putting it on there you know i'm gonna say you know it is it is great good it's one. just a great good guilty pick. pleasure yeah good pick See, i'm telling you i gotta we could have done three hours there's a weird scene too in that movie where mel gibson gets emotional while eating do you remember the scene where he he tells the kids it's the he's last like, supper the last supper where they like what do you want to eat because they they really think it's the end because they're in, the aliens are invading and the news is very somber and he says what do you want uh, daddy I want pancakes and and bacon well we're gonna make that what do you want I want pot roast we're gonna make that and they make all their food yeah, and he's like bacon yeah yeah and but the, what's interesting about and that, he's eating and because the, the there's a whole side plot with the mom that actually plays in the beginning. It ties into the end and the beginning, which M. Night Shyamalan was really good for doing. You, he, that There's always a payoff. Always yeah, a payoff. Always. Um, that was a, a weird, interesting scene because he's eating and gets emotional with the kids. Uh, really hard to do, by the way. Another great Mel Gibson performance. Again, we went back to the Patriot Jeez, earlier. All of a sudden, we're like the Mel Gibson uh, Appreciation Society. <laughs> yeah, well, people are going to pick it. Let's not go that far. The, the interesting thing about that um, scene, too, is that it's very funny and sweet. Yeah, bacon. Or, or he says, yeah, waffles, whatever. Right. And they talk about what they want to eat. I want teriyaki chicken or whatever. Yeah, you is know? It, we'll make it. And then you think it's a nice moment. And then Shyamalan turns it. Ooh, it and was, he's like, why aren't you eating? You know, this is, you know, he gets so upset. Yeah, because, because the mom. And you think it's such a quick turn. It is. Because it's you're laughing and it's sweet. You know who else is in that scene? Who plays his brother in that movie? Yeah, a Joaquin. young Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is, does all the, 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 the comedic roles. Bominos children, Bominos. Yeah. He's, he's got the tinfoil hat. Yeah. He's funny in that. He is. He's Merle. good. Merle, the Merrill. Swing away, Merrill. Yeah. Yeah. He was the ba- the God. failed baseball player who 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 struck out. All right, that is officially on our list. You know what? Let's share signs together. <laughs> we can share signs. It's on both of, It's yeah. good. I always I I that was this is post six cents. Yeah. And it was hit the it was it went six cents, unbreakable, then signs. Signs. So we hadn't had the bomb yet. Because the village was the bomb. Right? Yes. Although the village has its moments. Does it does it has it Garnered some uh, redemption over yeah, the years. I've the seen village people redeem it. Has have they? It's kind of like I don't know why I'm thinking of this. You know, it's okay. Go ahead. Movies get redeemed. You they know, do. So people go back. We should do redemption. We should do redemption, redemption movies. movies. <laughs> we should do redemption because movies. Because a classic redemption movie is Temple of Doom. Uh, the middle, uh, you know, Indiana the Jones. second Indiana Jones. Yeah. No one's redeeming the fourth one, but the the no, second one. Sadly, no. You know, uh, Spielberg was going through a divorce, and he was getting with Kate Capshaw, and it's so dark, and there's like the you monkey know, brains. Yeah, and, like, and some of the effects don't don't hold up very well. That was almost like the, the effects were about to get a lot better, so it looks a lot like of little, action in Temple of Doom. A lot. A lot. But remember, the hearts get pulled out, oh, kids yeah. get whipped. Well, this is before this is a, this is before the PG thirteen rating. So I looked this up because I was 
I did a, I did a deep dive on this myself one night because Temple of Doom was supposed to be rated PG-13, but it was just before that had been approved. So it was about to become the first PG-13 movie. This is a great, like, if you go to a trivia night at a bar, which I, which of course I love I my trivia I nights. I know what the first PG-13 was. Do you? Uh, go ahead. The Flamingo Kid. Uh, that is not correct. What? I thought it was a Flamingo. It's not Red Dawn, is it? It is Red Dawn. Red Dawn. July 1st, 1984, which is right around the time that Temple of Doom was about to come out. And I guess they hadn't approved it yet. So it was this hard PG, because there's a lot of brutal, oh. violent scenes oh. in Temple Bola of Doom. Rump. Oh. oh, man, that was bad. I, I think that's right. I think that with Shyamalan had the visit, which is my kids love, and it's almost like a kid's movie, where kids go and live with their grandparents and things go. Have you seen the visit? I have. With the diaper? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my kids love there's it. There's a lot going on there. And it's and there's a lot going on there, but it's almost like Shyamalan for kids getting well, the oven. And, and, and to go when, back real quick to the village, so the, the payoff in the village... At the time, we thought it was lame, but the I, more you actually I sit back gonna, and I think about it, from the, the twist, I, I think, think I think the, I think the twist is is really good. It's it's original. Yeah, you certainly don't have any 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 the, indication the that's acting coming. Acting is great. Hey, yeah. listen, his movies always look good. He's a beautiful because he shoots them all himself. He's, he's, I mean, a, he's, he's a, a good, good filmmaker. He, Shyamalan's a great framer of scenes. I mean, there's some agree. stuff that's so beautiful and the set and all that stuff. So I think that when the visit came out which was like his first big hit in a while, mm, you know? Mm. I think people went back and started to look, at, and they're like, you know what? The Village we were really hard on because it was another, and you go to an M. Night Shyamalan movie, like, uh, let me guess, what, instead of enjoying the movie, you were trying to guess what the twist was going to be. Yes, that's right. And I which think I that's think what, a disservice. It's a disservice to yeah. it. He had another movie that he didn't direct, but he wrote, he upright. It was called Devil, and it was four people stuck in an elevator, and one of them is the devil. Oh, that's cool. I want yeah, to see that. Yeah, it's really now. cool. Is there, look, is there a big twist? There's a huge twist. I Do you see it coming? It was part of his comeback, but he didn't direct it. Um, let me see if I can tell you where that's streaming, which I can do. Uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. And uh, it was not directed by him, but he wrote the screenplay. And Five Strangers Day begins with an elevator ride in the Philadelphia office tower. What happens next is anything but ordinary. Elevator gets stuck. The trapped passengers who expected to be together for just a few minutes now face the revelation of their secrets and transgressions. One of them is the devil. One <laughs> <laughs> is so, the devil. For sure. All right, then we're doing that next. Okay. Yeah, because there's a lot of movies that deserve, that didn't get their, uh, didn't get their due when they, when they came out, but you've somehow found your way back to them. I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to have you back. This was great. Redemption movies next. Next. I'll be here. I hope so. All right, man. This was fun. Thank you to Sean Daly. Thanks to my dog for being so well-behaved next to him on the couch for an hour and a half. And thank you to you for finding this podcast, downloading it, and if you stuck with it, hey, more power to you. Look, I'm going to continue to jump into the pool here, dive deep on all kinds of topics, pop culture, sports, movies, TV, pretty much all the things that I find really interesting, and I hope maybe you find it interesting too. You get to know me a little bit better. And that's the reason I'm doing this. It's a creative outlet for me. It's kind of my hobby because my friends are telling me I need to get one. Thanks for going off the set. And I'll see you next time.